0: Durant driving on Hardaway, pull-up jumper, Durant got it, and Phoenix has a two-point lead, 35 for Durant in just his third game as a son. Dave Pasch on ABC with the call. Kevin Durant what proved to be the game winner. Two more free throws to ice it after a Doncic miss. Big win for the Suns in Dallas. Kevin Durant will make his home debut on Wednesday. Here to talk Suns basketball and the NBA with us from uh, SI.com. Their basketball writer, Rohan Nodkarne, our guest here on the Arizona Sportsline. Rohan, thanks so much for joining us again. We appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Kevin Durant, the early returns have been very positive. Yesterday we saw him hit his first uh, high leverage shot in a Suns uniform. I mean, from from your viewpoint, Rohan, how would you uh, sum up what you've seen with this this blend together of Superstar with his new team?
1: I mean, I think it's been fantastic. You saw it yesterday against Dallas. To me, it's just not only... How well Kevin has played. I mean, he hasn't missed a beat coming off an injury. He's been so efficient. But look at how well Devin Booker has played. The the number, the amount of times Devin Booker's playing against single coverage. His life has gotten much easier. All the wide open catch and shoot threes Chris Paul got in the fourth quarter uh, against Dallas. When have you seen Chris Paul get wide open shots like uh-huh. that? Uh, I think not only has Kevin Durant himself been great, but he's clearly making life way easier for everyone else on the floor. I've been really impressed.
2: Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know what teams are going to do to try to defend that going forward. But let's let's talk about the end game scene. What did all that smoke between Luca and Devin Booker say to you or mean to you? I loved it. I absolutely
1: loved it. I I thought it was ridiculous and silly that some people found it upsetting. I I think it's good that these teams have a healthy rivalry. You have two big, great competitors in in Luka and Devin Booker. That's what you want to see. You want to see these guys go at it. Uh, I respect the Suns. Even after what happened in the playoffs last year, they're clearly not backing down. I would love to see these two teams rematch in the playoffs uh, because of that chippiness. I love it. I welcome it. I think it's great that Devin Booker's talking. I'm happy for Devin Booker that he's not backing down. Uh, We all enjoy watching that kind of stuff in the league, and people say all the time, where's the competitiveness? Where's that fire in the regular season? Do these players care? Uh, I didn't understand why anyone was complaining about what we saw yesterday. I I thought it was a lot of fun, and it's it's all happening within the confines of the game. Uh, There's nothing extracurricular there, so... Uh, I, I was excited to see
0: it, personally. Yeah, we, we are on the same wavelength. Rohan Nadkarni, our guest from SI.com here on Bickley and Murata Moorings. Uh, you know, it was obviously a, a, a juicy matchup of two teams that added superstars at the deadline. Kyrie Irving lands in Dallas. And flipping the coin over to what you've seen from Dallas so far, Rohan, I mean, Kyrie Irving's been individually great. We've seen great games from Luka. They've lost big-time games on consecutive Sundays on the, on their home floor. I mean, what are you seeing in terms of their blend and how they're coming together.
1: I'm not as high on on Dallas superstar acquisition as I am on Phoenix. And certainly, I think the Mavericks have had some good moments offensively, but as we saw in that game against Phoenix, uh, defensively, it's a huge issue for them. Uh, I, you know, Kyrie's never been a great individual defender. Neither is Luca. Teams are going to target both of them, uh, particularly in a playoff series. They, they need help around those two guys. I think there's a, a world in which they can make it work, certainly. I don't think the roster as, as presently constructed, uh, is great. Uh, you know, Maxie Cleaver, uh, has been hurt for most uh-huh. of the year. He's someone who they're really going to need if they want to make any kind of noise in the playoffs. But I just think Dallas has too many holes defensively right now. Uh, they they need another offseason to build around those two, but there's no guarantee that Kyrie Irving's coming back. He can obviously be a free agent sure. this summer, so I'm really interested to see how that plays out. But the early returns, I think it's been exciting to watch. It's been fun to watch if you love offense, but defensively, it, it makes it hard to take them seriously as a contender. Yeah,
2: no, I think you're absolutely right. So So what do you think? Um, as we get into the last 18-19 games who do you think um, are the teams that are going to sort of start to pull ahead in the West? Who do you think is going to get dangerous looking? I mean,
1: obviously you have to put Phoenix in that category. You know, I wrote for Sports Illustrated. I, I sat on my podcast, it's for Sports Illustrated after the trade. I think that the Durant acquisition clearly makes them the favorites. I think there's no question about that. I also think you, you have to respect what the Denver Nuggets have done. Obviously, first in the conference, Nikola Jokic uh, potentially on his way to win his third straight MVP. Those are the two teams I'm looking at. I think they're balanced, uh, getting superstar play at the top. Uh, and everywhere else, you know, the Kings have been an incredibly fun story, uh, really fun to watch. Another team that you wonder, can their defense survive in a playoff series? Uh, I'm a little down on the Memphis Grizzlies these days. Obviously, they're dealing with a wide variety of issues right now. Uh, but beyond that, just what the Grizzlies have done on the floor, their fourth quarter offense is a little shaky. Uh, they don't shoot the ball very well from outside. So right now, I think Denver, Phoenix, and then firstly, you can never count out the Golden State Warriors. Uh, beating Steph, Clay, and Dre in a playoff series has <laughs> not been done very often. I, I don't. I think you have to take those guys seriously, no matter where they end up in the standings. But right now, I, I have Denver and Phoenix is just a little bit ahead of everyone else.
0: Rohan Nodkerney from uh, SI.com dot com and Sports Illustrated, our guest here on uh, Arizona Sports. I wanted to focus on a team you brought up there, Golden State. And uh, there's a line from a, a, a bad good movie that I always go back to, Rohan. It's from the movie Cocktail, where Tom Cruise's character says the line, yeah. "Everything ends badly, or else <laughs> it wouldn't end." And I'm thinking about the Golden State Warriors, who you know turned it on. They won the championship last year, and yesterday was such a big stage for them. You know, uh, on national TV, they get Curry back. They're riding a five-game winning streak, and they lose. They're dreadful on the road. They're one game above 500. 500- when curry plays and i feel the same way you do you can't ever count them out but does this feel like the beginning of the end for for golden state's run it's very difficult to, for me to
1: for me to say that it's the beginning of the end if only because they, as much as they struggled, they still have one of the best five-man lineups in the NBA. Yeah. Their starting lineup with Wiggins, Curry, Clay, Draymond, and Kevon Looney. have <laughs> been one of the best lineups all season. That, that's a group they're going to lean on a ton in the playoffs. I thought that Lakers loss was disappointing, but they were also missing Andrew Wiggins. And frankly, I think it's another team this year. I think they miscalculated the roster. Obviously, they were counting on James Wiseman, counting on guys like Moses Moody. I do think Jonathan Kaminga has played pretty well, but Uh, I I think they're a team that If they go all in, if they decide that they want to win and get rid of this kind of two-timeline idea, uh, Steph Curry is still someone who's playing at a very high level. He's proven he can be the best player on a championship team. To me, I don't think it's the beginning of the end when I see Steph's play drop off. We haven't seen that yet this year. Uh, I think what we really need to see from the team is is a commitment to really build around their their veteran core, which for the life of me, I can't understand why they aren't committing to building around those guys because when they're on the floor, they all still play really well.
2: The, uh, finally, the John Moran story is obviously uh, an issue league-wide um, for Suns fans when you look at the Western Conference. This was a team that, that for a minute, they look like they might be the team in the West. In fact, John Moran even famously said he had no worries out West. Where where do you, What do you think this story is about? Where do you think it's going? And do you think the Grizzlies have time to put this thing back together?
1: You know, obviously, there's a lot going on there. First and foremost, as it comes to John Morant, um, he just, I'm glad that the team is getting him help, you know, and I think Taylor Jenkins, uh, Said the right thing yesterday. It's, it's not only about responsibility, it's about accountability, right? Uh, I think Ja uh, has to take accountability for what he's done. I, the, the actions are just frankly disturbing, and the number of reports that have come out about him have just mm-hmm. been disturbing. And you know, you hope you're not watching someone kind of ruining their bright career in real time. So, uh, first and foremost, I just hope that Ja is, is accountable for his actions and is kind of able to turn things around. Uh, in terms of the Grizzlies, On the court, if we're talking about that, I still think it's a team that has a bright future. Uh, They've done a lot of good things together. Uh, They have a lot, a very talented young uh, trio in in John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, I think there will be opportunities to build around those guys. They they had a chance to maybe be more aggressive at the trade deadline this year. They have a lot of draft picks in the future that they can trade. So uh, from an on-court. A uh, future flexibility standpoint, they have a lot of flexibility to be dangerous. Like I said, I, I'm I'm a little cool on their chances this year just yeah. because I'm not a big fan of their half court offense. Uh, their shooting leaves a lot to be desired, but obviously they need to sort out things with John yeah. Morant, and uh, you, you just hope he he realizes kind of the the danger in his actions and is willing to take accountability.
0: Yeah, Rohan, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate it when you come on the show.